this is Leo Cazande, and I welcome you to my show, Within Conversation, where I get to ask just about anything to all kinds of inspiring people. We talk about creativity, inspiration, stress, wellness, and, to be honest, the list doesn't end here. So yes, lucky me, I get to spend an hour with fascinating characters, and we, together, with you guys, get to dive into the inner workings of life, including anything related to the tech world and the spiritual realm. So if you want life lessons, routines, stories, inspiration, connection, ideas, habits, ways to deal with discomfort, and ways to find comfort, then this show is for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I must tell you before we go any further that this episode is fortunately powered by turmeric. Actually, let me rephrase that. It's powered by a brand that I would keep to myself if I were selfish, but since I'm not, I'll tell you what it is. It's called Wonder Workshop. It's a pioneering turmeric brand based in London. Now, of course, the turmeric isn't grown in London, so they work with organic community forest gardens in Sri Lanka. Zoe said it's organic, and it is, but she actually explained the whole process, and it's pretty clear that it's more like biodynamic or wild, which is just on another level. Sorry, organic. So they actually make my first morning drink, Of course, they don't come to my house, I make it myself, and I use the shroom powder, which is amazing. They also keep me fueled on those long, long tech days of mine, where I'm just staring at a screen for way too long. But that's another story. They keep me on track with their CBD turmeric and olive oil product. You know, I take a pipette and leave maybe three to eight drops, depending on how I'm feeling, under my tongue, and it feels amazing. They also make adaptogen blends, which are brilliant for women's and men's health. In fact, I'm going to take a sip right now. So let's put it this way. Zoe and Tom are turmeric champions, but they're also very generous. And right now, they are giving you, my listeners, a 20% discount on all their turmeric products, directly from their website. So there's no fuss. So, head over to wonderworkshop.com and enter the code LEOCO, L-E-O, CO to claim your 20% discount on any product. The address is wunderworkshop in one word dot com. W U N D E R W O R K S 
H-O-P.com. Once again, enter the code LEOCO, L-E-O-C-O, on wonderworkshopinoneword.com when you check out. Enjoy. Today you have my first, very first guest in Camilla Al-Fayed, the major ingredient on the vegan, animal cruelty-free scene. Camilla is also the founder of Pharmacy, which, by the way, is my wife's favorite restaurant in London. And she's one hell of a cook, so kudos to Pharmacy for topping her list. Camilla has also been England's plant-based spokesperson on BBC Worldwide, and she's known for her charitable work in aid of children and vulnerable people. Oh, and she's a mother too. And in more than one way, she has very recently given birth to her first book, Pharmacy Kitchen Cookbook, which I actually got to lose myself into the other week following our conversation. It's colourful, beautiful, and you guessed it, it's vegan. In this episode, we speak about alchemy, sprouting, and we even attempt to dive into metaphysics. Brace yourselves. And now that you are briefed, please welcome Camilla Al-Fayed. Camilla, welcome to the show. I was wondering if we could start by having you walk us through your restaurant, Pharmacy, and then maybe tell us about the way you approach eating. Is it purely taste, or is it multi-sensory? I'd like to know. It, it awakens, food awakens all senses, and that I try to encapsulate as much as I can within the environment of the restaurant. And that very much goes on the sounds that you hear when you walk in. I truly believe that we are vibrational beings and that we resonate from a certain frequency and, and vibration. And immediately when you walk into the restaurant, first thing you hear is good music. In my opinion, it's good music. You may not think so. Um, and it's very much... Um, an environment that's been created that you can eat with your eyes. Everything is very much... Um, I've tried to bring the outside in and have that, um, that touch with nature. And I think that's incredibly important when, um, when you're sitting down, enjoying a meal, or whatever it is that you are eating with your ears, your eyes, of course, your taste buds, but it is encapsulating all senses. Okay, so I'd be really interested to know, what was lunch, breakfast, dinner, what were they like when you were growing up as a child? Did they inspire you? Did they inspire you to make and eat the food that you eat nowadays? I come from a line of generation after generation of brilliant cooks. Not chefs, cooks. So we've always had a love of cooking 
at home. Um, very much so from my mother's side. Um, I'm half Finnish, so the love of actually what I grew up on was very much meat-based, fish-based, fermented. Uh, I mean, we had herring, we had potatoes. I mean, that was very much my childhood understanding of food, but it was always an emphasis on flavor. So that real um, understanding of flavor, I suppose, is a passion of mine. And then I moved through the times as I grew understanding and I read more and I met more people and I opened up my mind to a different way of eating. Um, I very much, my passion for food changed in a way with different types of food, but it was always an emphasis on flavor. So that real um, understanding of flavor, I suppose, is a passion of mine. And then I moved through the times as I grew understanding and I read more and I met more people and I opened up my mind to a different way of eating. Um, I very much, my passion for food changed in a way with different types of food. So, but always, always having a love of flavor. And that has, has very much uh, reigned true all the way, all the way through now. Well, the food at pharmacy is definitely flavorsome. But I wonder if there's any seed that you've taken from your childhood, anything that you've observed or lived, that you've planted into the garden of pharmacy. As a child growing up, my environment was, was very much around, again, home cooking. I always had home cooked meals. Um, my mother was, was incredibly conscious about where our food came from. Um, although we ate a full range of, of fish, meat, eggs, and dairy, it was always, what was the provenance? Where was that meat coming from? Where is the fish? Where is that fish? What sea is it swam in? What is the, um, you know, what is the soil quality like that those vegetables have grown in? That was always very much on the forefront of my, of my being as a child. Um, and I think now my obsession with the provenance of vegetables has now carried through and that really definitely comes from my childhood so the the real again i'm going to use the word obsession because i am obsessed with um, the purity and the cleanliness of um, our soils where our fruits are grown where our vegetables are grown what is the quality that you know it starts from ground zero from seed so that for me is always um, a notion that I try and bring into the restaurant. Um, yes, it's vegan. Yes, it's plant-based. You know, all the names you can, you know, all, all of the labels you can say. But fundamentally, what I'm trying to do with, with the restaurant and the movement is really show the sustainability aspect of where our fruit, food comes from and where these vegetables come from. Could you walk us through one of the dishes which make up the book and describe where the ingredients come from? Um, a simple one. A simple one. Uh, well, for me, I'm going to go with a really simple one because it's, um, it's probably one of my favorites and my go-to recipe um, is the almond butter. But it's a sprouted almond butter. 
And again, the emphasis that we talk about in the book of um, nuts, beans, legumes, anything um, that's dried practically has to be sprouted. And again, I think that's a notion that people are also missing in this in in the vegan world, plant-based world, um, because again, it's a it's a it's 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 nutritional gain. Sprouting is for nutritional gain. Um, and there's almond butter, and then there's sprouted almond butter, and that again, the difference between them is um, is huge. Di digesting the almonds is completely different chemical process that happens in the belly um, when nuts, for instance, specifically nuts, and people have so many intolerances and allergies to nuts. I think it's because genuinely because of the digestive process that happens in the stomach. And when you sprout your nuts or mm. legumes or whatever, it, it really changes that chemical process in your stomach. And actually, you're able to digest so much better. So yes, that's that's a, a big part of the book that we talk about the nutritional benefits of um, certain certain foods. So where do the almonds come from, for instance? Haha, <laughs> trick question. <laughs> not California. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you can buy local almonds, so wherever you're listening this, uh, wherever you are listening this from, um, listen, we don't have almonds in the UK. I wish we did. Um, so unfortunately, our almonds in the UK come from elsewhere. But if you are in California or wherever you are, then lucky you. And lucky you, you know, but eat local. I mean, that is my you know, my go-to message, eat local where you can. So you wouldn't suggest having a, an avo toast uh, in January? Well, unfortunately, avocados are um, on, 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 on breakfast, lunch, and dinner menus these days, so you can't avoid it. Yeah. So it's hard being vegan, I guess. Are you, are you vegan? So I'm not vegan. I'm vegetarian, and I actually don't like to play with the word vegan or label myself as anything. Do I've you have done, a vegan diet then? I'm 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 99% what you call vegan. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Um, so I don't eat any fish, any meat, any dairy. Um, I'm very much plant-based. My diet revolves around whole foods. I don't eat any processed foods. I try not to eat flour because of its process. Um, I mean, there's 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 a whole sure. plethora of of um, reasonings of, and reasons of of why I eat the way I eat. But I I simply I choose the whole food plant based diet. I don't choose the quote unquote vegan diet. I think that kind of leaves too much room for unhealthy eating. So no, I think everything needs to be personalized. Absolutely, yeah. it's an individual. It's it's very hard for people to say these days. Um, you know, what works for you certainly doesn't work for me, and that 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 understanding of of this, we are all bio individualistic. At the end of the day, there's no two of anything the same, so we have to eat for our for our body. What is your own version of eating mindfully? How far does the act of eating go for you? Before. I mean, this is just what I do. I mean, again, I don't do it on a regular basis. I do it when I, 
you know, have a moment to myself to appreciate and number one, appreciate where the food has come from, who's cooked it, the energy that's gone into it, the time that's gone into it. And really acknowledging that um, can mean a lot just personally, but then also saying it out loud to, you know, whoever's cooked the meal um, and that sense of gratitude behind that food that you're about to ingest, I think. Yeah. In I'm, Turkey, they say health to your hands, to whoever's cooked the food. Beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. And that love that's gone into the food, I mean, it's, it's, um, it can be expressed in so many ways. I like, I'd like to feel that people can feel the energy around food and, and the love or, you know, even hate that goes into food. I mean, it can change the, the mechanism of water. You know, we can speak what comes out of our mouth is incredibly important and it can change the frequency um, of water. It can certainly change the frequency of food. So you can imagine all of um, people's, yeah, love or hate and that energy going into it. I'm, I'm sure you can feel, I can certainly feel it. <laughs> um, so for those of you who are interested in, in what Camilla's just mentioned, uh, there's a Japanese scientist who's now passed away yeah uh, he did a lot of work on frequencies and the impact that we can have on water so that's really interesting yeah. and i'll put that in the show notes because it's it's worth having a it's look fascinating and it's definitely we don't have time for that <laughs> right now um another time yes absolutely. another time so when did you launch pharmacy we opened our doors two years ago almost exactly in may two years ago could you navigate us through the whole, the whole launch and, and now today, how it is, how it's been for you and for the restaurant? It's been um, an incredible journey. It's been full of ups and downs. Um, Could you give us some anecdotes and oh, some good absolutely, stories? Absolutely, absolutely. Some terrible, so awful moments and some very positive, very I mean, a lot joyful of, moments. A lot of the, the awful moments really happened before we opened our doors. And I think um, the amount of fear I had um, going into this business um, and actually the lack of support I had going into the business was incredible. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I remember coming up with the idea. I had the idea that I wanted to, number one, make food uh, for people, but in the way that I knew. Um, and I wanted to share a lot of the information and knowledge that had passed through me um, and really manifest that into a, a building. Um, and I had made a business plan. I'd started to, you know, get the ball rolling. You know, uh, there wasn't anybody around me at the time, maybe a handful of people that said opening this restaurant was going to be a good idea. Everyone told me, don't do it. It's crazy. No one's going to eat this way. Um, you're going to be empty. I mean, the amount of fear mongering around the idea was incredible. Can I interrupt for a second? Please. It's, it's strange because two years ago, there was already uh, this trend. I mean, yeah. it's more than a trend now, but yeah. it's not like, it's not as if you'd tried to you know, no. create this thing 10 years ago where people would have said yeah are you crazy so it's interesting that so still so when we opened two years ago um there was two years back planning so it was technically four years before the uh, it, the idea came 
then the business plan came, then the manifestation came. I mean, it was, it was very much a process. It was so four years ago was when the idea came that this has to happen. And I had this incessant need and, and, um, I mean, I, 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 there was, there was nothing in me that there was nothing that I was unstoppable. This restaurant had to open. Could you tell us why? What? Um, I knew, um, just through my own experience, how transformational, um, my experience had been being plant-based. I was able to reverse so many chronic and different physical and emotional ailments just through food. And it was something that was almost unimaginable. Um, and it's still unimaginable today. Uh, many, many people, especially the modern medicine uh, profession and, and plenty of, 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 of people just don't believe that food can heal. And I, and I wanted to say, hang on a sec, it's, it's happened to me. Like I was living proof that I was able to heal myself emotionally, physically, spiritually on all different aspects through just changing the way I eat. Can I ask you a question? Do you think it's just the food or would it be that you changed your diet and at the same time, because you changed your diet, you also took other initiatives? Absolutely. So it Absolutely. could be that it's not just the food. I mean, it, I believe in the power of food, but I just want to give people... Uh, Absolutely. It was, um, it was a waterfall effect. I started one and it all came crashing down. And it was, you know, it was, it was an incredibly eye-opening year, the year that I, I went plant-based. Could you portray that waterfall for us? What are sure. the steps? So the steps were, of course, taking the plunge and, and making the, the, the conscious movement in my head that I was going to give up meat. And I was, meat had been such a big part of my diet and such a big part of my life. Um, also dairy, um, and making that decision that I was now going to change the way I live, change, you know, I, change is a big word, make different choices in my life, that choices that were not serving me well in my past. Can you um, give us an example? So the, yeah, horm hormonal impact and the hormonal imbalance in my body in my early 20s was incredible. I mean, it was just mind-blowing how hormonally unimbalanced I was. Um, and the more and more and more I read and the more I understood about the transference of hormones from animal products and animal proteins on an energetic and on a physical level was just, it was just, it was black and white for me. Hmm. I knew I knew on a visceral level that the meat was causing these hormonal imbalances. And once I just, I started with meat only, I removed the meat first. Um, so again, the waterfall was just slowly, slowly, slowly. This is again, five years ago, exactly that I gave up meat. Um, mm. and that trickle effect of, of, then giving up one thing and feeling to act genuinely feeling like a different person. I would wake up, I would feel bright. I would not feel, you know, my, my eyes would look different. 
was there was some there was an actual physiological change in my being how different did they look was the Bright, white whiter white was whiter <laughs> i mean it was I, i'm telling you it I was believe you. you know so again these physiological changes that i could see in front of my eyes that again was just so black and white that I thought, wow, this is impressive. This was better than any sort of medication, any sort of magic pill. I mean, it was just as simple as cutting out animal hormones and animal proteins. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and again, we can go into that on a different podcast, but I mean, it's a whole, it's a, it, it's, it's a massive conversation animal proteins and what they do to the human body. But I mean, that was the beginning of my adventure in, and that was the beginning of the waterfall. I then stuck to, um, not eating any meat, um, very much then dairy followed afterwards. Uh, again, the impact of my skin changed. I mean, just, just very, you know, if we step out of food, yeah and look at you know other elements within the waterfall yeah did you start yoga did you do meditation came to a gong bath what are the things that you so you've done i've supported um very much myself on an emotional level um through mindfulness but again mindfulness to me does not necessarily mean yoga and meditation it was very much a journey of the journey within um, and that journey within started actually quite rapidly, um, when I decided to consciously change what I was ingesting. Um, it's again, the micro, the macro and, and closing my eyes and understanding who I was on the internal side was then the beginning of my spiritual practice. Then meditation, then Kundalini yoga different site different types of mindfulness practices then I suppose started appearing in my life that I was maybe blindfolded to before so yes I think they're very much supported together what do you think of bone broth I assume you haven't tried them since you've been a you've had a vegan diet for few years now five years five yeah years. i mean i it's not something that i personally would do because i know the impact and i know again that my only personally my body cannot take any sort of animal hormone mm. so if you are fine and you are again you know checked by your doctor or whatever if you know inside you you are your best doctor. That's what I always say. I am my best doctor. If bone broth works for you, then that's amazing. But for me personally, I don't believe it works for me. How do you feel it when you've had something that just doesn't suit you? Having a reaction. How do you feel it? I feel my energy levels. They drop very quickly. They drop incredibly quickly. I become tired, disengaged um yawny constantly wanting to change my energy wanting to move out of that uncomfortable feeling um yeah and 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 fearful i become fearful it's very much a a a, a, a visceral reaction for me that then 
feeds through feeds through my mind. Hmm. I think we can all imagine how difficult it can be to own a restaurant and to launch a restaurant. Yes. Would you would you mind giving us a personality trait that kept you going during the tough times when nothing else worked? Um I would I would say integrity. Integrity has always brought me to the forefront of pushing the boundaries, pushing the boundaries in terms of um, wanting to produce the most highly integral, integral food that there is available. And I think knowing and understanding that we have to change, that I have an opportunity to change the way that someone eats through incredible produce, um, you know, naturally biodynamic. We have a biodynamic farm. We started a farm a year ago. Mm. So one, well, I would say we're getting, we're getting more and more from the farm, but we've only just started to, to, to bring in produce from the farm. It'd be what? 10%? 20%? I would say 10% now. So, all of the salad and all of the salad leaves and micro herbs and any herbs come solely from from our which we call the pharmacy kitchen garden so it's british biodynamic british biodynamic yes and they have homeopathy absolutely absolutely <laughs> right so i think a good relationship with the moon absolutely absolutely Perfect. so I'll go i for think the salad next time exactly you can't get any more raw or activated than that uh, talking about raw um would you advise for or against? Obviously, everything is personal. Yes. We know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything needs to be personalized. However, if you were to generalize, would you have a raw salad around Christmas time or not? I wouldn't. And I have a, a I, I love raw food. It's it's really where, where you can find the highest amount of chlorophyll. You know, that's where photosynthesis is at its highest. And ingesting that activated food is optimum for our health i believe i don't believe i have a saying no raw after four mm. i have read in biodynamic farming that once the sun goes down actually the enzymes within that vegetable or fruit is dormant mm. so we act i eat raw food up until around four o'clock until I know that the sun is going down and it has this effect in the body that actually we can't digest raw food at night. So summertime you could possibly find yourself having a salad at night. A salad at night, no problem. Absolutely. Until nine or ten o'clock. Yeah. But the winter months, absolutely not. Yeah. I find, you know, warming food. And and I also believe that um, ge geographically where we're born, where, you know, what, where our lineage is from, you know, I'm very much, um, a cold climate. My mother's Scandinavian. So again, looking generally at, um, the lineage of my family. So again, going back to ancestral DNA, I think is, is important too. looking where we come from. So that's interesting because most of us humans share the same genetic code but our gut biome is very very different for many different reasons have you done one of those gut health tests 
Yes, I have done one. Actually, yes. What did you learn without getting too personal? What yeah. did you learn that was very interesting? Um, I learned actually not so much about the gut biome, but I learned that I have ingested over my lifetime a very high amount of heavy metals, for instance. And that came all through the gut testing. Um, and I think um, I genuinely feel that this is pesticides, chemicals that we've ingested throughout, I've ingested throughout my lifetime, um, that I feel now I'm able to cleanse and detox my system through a plant-based diet that don't contain heavy metals. Do you take any supplements to help that? Um, trace minerals. Trace minerals in water, I do every day in about a liter of water. Um, I think that's incredibly supportive. It has supported me. Um, I believe in supplements, to be honest, when you are lacking in certain nutrients. And again, we can't guess what we're lacking. You can feel. But again, having these tests are important. Uh, otherwise, I genuinely get a lot of my nutrition through food. And having plant-based diet, you can really get the full spectrum of what you need nutritionally. What would you say? Including just, protein. Including, yeah. Plant protein. Plant protein, of course. Yes. What would you say to someone who thinks that the, the fruits and the vegetables that we eat now, regardless of whether they're biodynamic yeah. or not, and local or not, don't contain half as much as what they used to 100 years ago? I genuinely feel that um, that's 100% correct. Um, It's not how we used to eat. It's not how we used to farm. It's not how we used to live. Nothing obviously is the same. We are constantly evolving. Technology is evolving in, in the most incredible way. Um, but again, we mustn't, I mustn't forget the, the understanding that our ancestors had, all for the right reasons. Um, And the incredible wisdom and knowledge that comes from our ancestors must not be taken or forgotten about. Mm. And I think that is incredibly important. Um, and also just being aware, just being aware to environmental changes, you know, such things as Wi-Fi, the electromagnetic field that is blasted around us at every second of every day is something that has genuinely changed the neurological system of human nature. I mean, London is a microwave. London is a microwave. We are, every city is a microwave. Um, and I What think... About light? I'm interested to, uh, to know what you think of light in terms of your environment and also in terms of light being the precursor to food. Yeah. Food is light that's been slowed down yeah absolutely which is really interesting so some people actually really survive on sunshine absolutely. and grounding yeah grounding to the earth yeah i'm a great believer in solar energy um we need sun soul whatever you want to call it for our for our human mechanics we are vibrational beings we need to have we are also beings that are, we have antennas, these invisible antennas around us, and we are activated by the sun. Everything is activated by light. So having 
sun energy, light energy in its purest form is incredibly healing. And actually people use the sun as a healing tool. Um, and I think again, the importance of using sun for vitamin D, using sun for um, emotional ailments. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it's an incredible tool. So yes, I'm, I'm a great believer in, in, in that. How does a typical weekday look like for you at the restaurant? Of course, you're not always at the restaurant, but walk us through how it's at pharmacy from opening to closing. So I am actively in the restaurant from during the week. I am there very much making sure that um, the values and the philosophy of what I created are instilled in every level. Um, that is my role within the restaurant. Um, so you're the value council. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, we base our whole entire business around core values. What does it mean for us? Um, I think it's, 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 it's a, it's a rarity these days to see businesses conducted through core values and values in general. Um, so I'm really the gatekeeper of values. We have an incredible, incredible team that work uh, really for the passion of this movement and the passion of creating change in people's life and through food. Um, so very much my day-to-day -day business around around pharmacy is very much training and instilling that those values are seeped through on every single level through waiter to kitchen porter to chef to then through to customer and that's my week that's my my most important of course evolving the business and mm. and lots of other interesting stroke mundane um, daily keepings of, you know, owning your sure. own business. But that really is my main role there is, is. So you train your team. Do you think you're training your customers through your food, but also through your book, which is coming out soon? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm a great believer in, um, not preaching. You know, the only thing I wish to gain with this book is planting a seed for someone, planting a seed of, of possible intrigue. And that's all I want through the restaurant, through the book, and in general, just planting a seed of, of, poss of possibility and freedom of something different. And that's very much, um, very much through the book and very much through the restaurant in general. We don't, there's not any, you know, outlandish branding anywhere. You must be this, you must be that. I think that that, I genuinely believe that does not work. I believe mm. that people have to come to this on their own oh, we know that with children it absolutely makes perfect sense yeah um unfortunately we're running out of time but i have a couple more questions one of them being books i love reading i try and read every day what book would you think of recommending me <laughs> one of my favorite books of all times which i probably think that you've read is the alchemist yes great book it's one of my favorite 
I'm have you reread it reread it and reread it and reread it and I think it's a book that I'll always come back to I get something different different every single time and I think that the way that he writes the story so that it makes you that it makes me question philosophy and 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 general life notions every single time um and wherever I am, at whatever stage in, I am in my life, it always brings up new, new understandings of what I should be looking at. So it's it's always a it's always a go to book, and I think it's it's a magical it's a magical story. I guess a, a key ingredient or theme of the book is an omen. Would you mind sharing with us some of the omens that you've had prior to starting pharmacy and, and since then? Explain Omen, because I, 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 yeah, explain your version of, of I that. I guess an omen is a sign that is not necessarily sent to you, but that you may construct yourself. Oh, for sure. We feel like we interact with people, but actually the people and the environment that we interact with is ourselves. Sure. So we can send messages and signals sure. to ourselves from the past, from the future, into the past into the future i'm a great believer that there are no coincidences coincidences don't happen um and i think i had had so many coincidences and so many omens that had showed me certain aspects of i was on the right path when i had the idea for pharmacy um and I was pushed. I was pushed energetically on and really in, in a way that I suppose I, I couldn't deny that this um, company had to be built. Pharmacy had to be um, resurrected. Hmm. And it was, it was very much, um, it was a, an, an orchestra of omens that led me to open the restaurant. So yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't not listen to those and all the fear mongering around it. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I genuinely relate to pharmacy as, as having a life of its own. It has its own heartbeat. It has its own pace. Um, it was very much a pioneering idea before, you know, there was very, very little um, known around vegan restaurants in London. Don't get me wrong. There, is, there was some brilliant, brilliant vegan restaurants in London before we opened. I was eating at many of them. What would you say makes pharmacy different from the other vegan restaurants? I think with our obsession of, of prov- provenance of food, we will not serve you food. We will not serve you product produce that has been touched by any fertilizers, chemi- any sort of chemicals um, at all. And again, that understanding of provenance for me is what makes a healthy restaurant and we are providing for you food at its purest form and with its highest nutritional value that makes us different and that makes it very much not about a trend this is not this is again very much looking back into the past going the way our ancestors ate but then also it's a futuristic movement because a lot of people don't believe that this is the way forward, but I'm mm. telling you it is. This is one step into the future. How do you mean this is the way ancestors ate? I'm, I'm pretty sure we were omnivores, right? So we 
ate a bit of everything. Well, we did, but I believe that we didn't pollute our soils. We didn't pollute our seas like we did. We don't, you know, the amount of microplastics that's now in soil. We didn't have the landfills. We didn't have all these incredible, mm. you know, I mean, pollutants and toxins in our food. So everything was naturally biodynamic. It was organic, was, it was never a trend. It was yeah. the way we always ate. And that for me makes, I mean, that's, that's how I would like to eat, how my ancestors ate. Obviously with a modern take on things, we have to go with the times. And I think again, using modern, te- modern day technology, um, but with a nod from our ancestors and, and the wisdom that our ancestors had from the past really brings that understanding, my, my understanding of, mm. of the future of food but it's certainly not the way that we're going right now. <laughs> That's all I can say. Camilla, you have a book coming out very soon. Would you, yes. would you like to tell us about it? It's very much an amalgamation of uh, the philosophy of pharmacy, um, the understanding of, of what we do and why we do it, why, be- why we believe that this is a future of food. Um, but above and beyond all, it has the most amazing recipes and it's simple and it's simple and easy to use. It's not got plenty of processes in, it's using whole food, all a, a, an array of whole foods. Amazing. And I think it's um, something that maybe everyone should just even have a peek through and invite just, if it's one day a week, into their life doesn't have to be every day one day of vegetarianism or veganism would be great it would be incredible and that's what i invite people to 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 look at if it's it's not about radicalizing your life and who you are it's just about going okay maybe just one day and then you'll go maybe two days and seeing how you feel i've bought quite a few recipe books and most of them have been great but sometimes especially lately the books, the recipes aren't tested, I think, enough times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not bulletproof. So could you give us some, uh, some guarantee that they have been so tested many, many times? I guess they have been in the restaurant. So that's the bulletproof aspect of it. Actually, it's never been... Okay, so a lot of the recipes, the new recipes that we've put into the book mm-hmm. have not been tested in the restaurant. Ah. They've only been tested by home cooks. Will they so, be in the restaurant? They will be. We're going to drip feed them in slowly, slowly. Um, But they're very much recipes that we believe are, number one, inexpensive. You know, you're buying your whole fruits fruits and veg. We're not asking, you know, there's there's not many processes in it. And it's and it's and it's simple. Those those it's the simplicity of bringing plant based food at home has been tested and tested and tested again by different various home cooks we've had a meat eater test one recipe we've had you know all kind of walks of life and all all different dietary requirements that's a good idea that's great yeah well i'm looking forward to you i cannot wait to hear your feedback let me know well send me send me a book <laughs> there's one waiting outside for you oh, well, literally very nice. with your name on it well i can tell you guys the the design the the cover is very is very beautiful thank you so 
I wish you the best of luck with it. Thank you so much. And yeah. uh, perhaps we'll do a, a second episode talking about physics, metaphysics, and uh, beautiful and nut butters sprouted, of course. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Camilla. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Ladies and gentlemen, before you take off, I wanted you to know that most, if not all of my guests, meditate. Meditation enables you to switch on and switch off, a little bit like cats do. I prefer dogs, but cats are cool in that way. The thing is, silence and the spoken word can be difficult, and they can limit us in what we can experience. So I would like to recommend meditating with sound. And you can now download my app, Third Ear, right away on the App Store. The app is filled with gongs and crystal bowls meditations that I've recorded in the most amazing studio with quality microphones. So once again, the app is called Third Ear, all letters. You can do it for five or ten minutes a day for a week or two. And then let me know the before and after by email or, or Instagram. I'm looking forward to having you next week for a new episode of Within Conversation. Thanks, guys.